Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I'm your host, Justin Lamb. I'm joined again <sighs> by Erica Lamb. Nope, Hi. she's not my sister. She's my wife. That was fucking awkward. Well, same last name. People got to know. All right. Wait, so I'm not your sister? <laughs> my sister from another mister. Yes, and a different mother, too. <laughs> <laughs> not related <laughs> is the point of that uh episode 65 which means too much time has passed we're getting really close to episode 69 is what oh, that means nice is that the big one yeah what should we do for episode 69 i think we should 69 <laughs> <laughs> while we record yeah. it'll be really distracting it'll be like the 90s guys <laughs> Everybody's 69 in the 90s. <laughs> That's when I learned what 69ing was, was in the 90s. That's fair. That's a tie-in. I did, too. I did, too. I actually remember the moment that I learned what 69 so was. So do I. <laughs> oh, my God. What was yours? We'll, we'll save this for episode 69. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Real curious. Because I do, too. Because I didn't understand when someone had explained it to me. Yeah, because I was... I, I, ju- I don't get... I can't see, like, Orion's belt. <laughs> You know, so like, I can't. I can't do stars. <laughs> no, I just can't like unquote. picture things. I wasn't good at geometry. I'm not good with shapes. I'm not good at like conceptualizing. So 69 was like real far out there, man. <laughs> oh boy. Anywho, so that's not what today's episode's about. <laughs> I know you're on the edge of your seat, but scoot back. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot less. 69ing and more like whining and dining. That's my preferred. Wine me, dine me, 69 <laughs> Gross. I don't understand. Now transition to this episode. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back <laughs> and talk about the beer. Oh, yay. And 69ing some more. No! This week's beer, uh, I'm super excited for this because this is a go-to of mine and I never buy it anymore because I'm always trying to look for stuff I've never had for the show, but I've never done this on the show, so fuck y'all, all y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me, to quote Dr. Dre. You know that song? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. Make sure you're cool. You cool, man? This is uh, Lagunitas Hop Stupid Ale. How's stupid spelled with two O's instead of a U? Because it's stupid. I hate when things are purposefully misspelled like crazy car wash with like two K's. When I was in high school, I spelled cool with a K all the time. Like cool milds? No. (laughs) But I guess so, yeah. That's what my mom smoked growing up. So I'm surprised that I didn't. (gasps) Remember, we had this realization. I don't know, babe. It's been a really long time. I think my dad smoked the other cools. What were the other ones? The, The blue pack of my mom. Or the green pack and my mom's mouth the blue pack yeah whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. i only remember their old logo where it was like waterfalls falling through the cool the, peppermints you know what i'm talking about their old logo it was like a white package and mm-hmm. i think there was like wasn't there waterfalls coming through the o's 
Probably. I don't know. It was Someone like you, a, you could never hike this waterfall because you smoke <laughs> wild. <laughs> this is purely fantasy. <laughs> this is somewhere you'll never be. <laughs> cool man. Your addiction is taking a turn. <laughs> That should instead of warning labels, the cigarette pack will just list all the shit you can't do anymore. It's like a person sitting with a backpack, just like sad. They can't do anything. You might get lung cancer, sure, but you you'll never hike. You'll never do a five k. Now with those lungs, cool miles. Ooh, baby! Oh. <clears throat> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I'm here and I'm private. I've decided to give up altogether and not even give Erica any of this beer. Yeah. Well, can I say what I'm drinking? Sure. Because I'm drinking something that I have not drank on the podcast before. <laughs> Spoiler, it's wine. Well, it is Pinot Noir. <laughs> well, you drink beer every damn week. So yeah, it's in the title of the show. Yeah, I'm just saying like whatever. But I'm drinking Love Noir. Love Noir. But I'm a sucker for a good. I wish one of us was a bigger fan of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, so we could sing the Pinot Noir song right now. Pinot Noir, ce soir. Fine car. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of rhymes. But anyways, it was on sale at Kroger, so I bought it. <laughs> and cool story, bro. I don't remember if it's always been a twist top, but it's a sign of a good one. It wine. is now, <laughs> and I was like nine ninety nine and a twist top sold <laughs> that's what i look for <laughs> that checked two of my three boxes the other one is wine oh uh, what's the fourth one two so of my three <laughs> three enough hop stupid ale uh eight percent alcohol by volume uh 102 ibus and y'all know how i feel about any ibus over 100 i'm like really guys but it is super hoppy um I used to get this all the time because it's it's in a 22 ounce and it's usually only like five bucks as opposed to other 22 ounces that are like four billion dollars. What's that one brewery that always charges like $19 for like 12 ounces of beer? That's a lot of them. No, but there's that one in particular. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, the next time we're at a store, I'll point them out to you. Evil Twin? Yes. Oh, yeah. Evil Twin beers are always so expensive. expensive. I'm like, guys, it's beer. It's really annoying because they make a bikini beer, which is a 2.5% alcohol. Oh, shit. Jesus sorry. Christ. Sorry, 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 Put sorry. your pants back on, Erica. You know, I'm just feeling loose. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. They make that beer, but they also make like $40 12 ounces. So stupid. Remember where your mic is. You have foam on your lip. I know what's on my lip. Do you? I have a different arrangement in the bar than I used to have when people would come over. And so everyone turns to look at me to have a conversation, but then they forget there's a mic in front of them. I'm fine. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> That's not what I did. You also sounded like Anthony Hopkins from... Hello, Sounds Clarice. Like... Yeah, that's what you sound like. Sometimes you have to play the snoodle to find the noodle. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. We did that episode, and I think he improved that little weird noise. Speaking or of wine. Or he did it for like six minutes, and they're like, time to go. Um, This is yummy, though. I'm a big fan of Hop Stupid. And you can get it in six packs now. And so there's a big argument with Lagunitas. Um, 
so I want to address that before I get any angry tweets or emails. Um, the show is, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Was that was a bold <laughs> proclamation. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> no, the show is modern beers, not craft beers. And modern beer. I mean, this is from like 2000. No, it's a modern beer, but uh, Bell's is partially owned by... Uh, who bought them heineken i think um enough to where they're not classified as a craft beer anymore but i'll be damned if they don't make some fucking delicious stuff so they're still on my list of delicious shite a little something something that's so good some good shit if people want to like nitpick the definition of craft beer based on its owner they need to like it's not a nitpicking it's the definition of craft beer I there's a whole like association that determines these things maybe they should go i don't know volunteer somewhere or something get over yourself you <laughs> dumbass no one fucking cares wow i just find that to be like super pretentious all right well this is delicious <laughs> highly recommend it um I'm good. Like I said, there are six packs now that you can get of it, but not not very often. Typically, you only see the 22 ounce of Hop Stupid. Nice green label with a weird stretched out farmhouse picture on it. Um, yeah, the label delicious. could use some updating. But I didn't realize it 8%, so there you go. You even get a little kick in the, kick in the alcohol butt. Is that a thing? And uh, keep on drinking. We'll keep on stinking. This week we are talking about no doubt. No doubt, we really are. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt, man. No doubt. No doubt. What came first, that phrase or the band? No diggity. No doubt. Mm. Ooh, when did that song come out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No idea. Mm-hmm. I knew every word, and I was probably very mm-hmm. way too young. <laughs> you know, Lil Kim's part. Ninety-seven. Black Street coming with the maximum capacity. Who is it? I don't know. Well, I didn't Peanut. say real words. I don't know. No, who's the female at the end of that? Isn't it Lil' Kim? No, Idea. Yes, you do. You just said you know all the words. Mm-hmm. What? Don't finger style me. I'm, I'm... You just said you know all the words and you know that song. Isn't it Lil' Kim is the female on that track? I didn't think that there... Or woman on that track? Girl on that track? I can't say female anymore. I screwed that up. I dug a hole. Well, you say it all the time. That's in reference to a gender. Mm-hmm. But you don't say, the, who are the males on that track? What if they're doing like best female vocalist of the year? They should say best woman vocalist? I think it should just be best vocalist and they should put them all together. Well, then there's only one award instead of two. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what 
that is fun to watch. We would save at least seven minutes every award well, show. Well, speaking of best female vocalist. Yeah, Gwen. No Doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Doubt was formed in 1985 by Eric Stefani and John Pence. Hey, you want to be a band? Cool, well, let's be in a band. And then they started a band. I was born in 1985. <laughs> so it puts things in perspective. <laughs> um, and then after attending a couple early gigs, Tony Canal joined, and uh, he starts dating Gwen Stefani, Eric's sister. Was he the bass player? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Tony's the bass player, right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, John Pence, one of the that original founding member, he commits suicide in 1987, which is uh, super sad. sad. And the band decides to take a hiatus, and eventually leads to Gwen Stefani taking over on lead vocals because she comes back and like, look, my brother's playing some keyboards, but he's pretty bummed out, so I'm going to sing. I don't know if that's how that conversation actually went down, but and that brings us to no doubt finally releasing their safe titled album. <laughs> Uh, their self-titled album, no doubt in 1992, they signed a multi-album contract, uh, with the newly formed Interscope records, who everyone oh, should know. Cause Interscope, so cool. They had so many good bands. Very cool in the nineties. So this one talking about the microphone. Very cool in the nineties. <laughs> Is that better? No, that's just you being an sorry. asshole. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Um, on this, Gwen Stefani was on vocals. Her brother, Eric Stefani, was on keyboards and vocals. Tom Dumont on guitar. Tony Cannell on bass. And Adrian Young on drums. Um, so this album is not super well received. And Interscope's pretty disappointed. They only sell 30,000 copies of it. Um, they have zero radio singles. And as they start the tour for this album, the record company's like, Yeah, we're not going to pay for your tour anymore because nobody cares about you so they uh have to pay for the rest of their tour themselves what a what a shit situation for a band yeah like going on tour mm-hmm. you're like oh my god we got a record contract we're touring They're we're like, just recording psych. in studio and then you get a phone call yeah we're not paying for this yeah you guys suck <laughs> like you go to spring break and then your parents call you halfway through and be like we're not paying for your flight home <laughs> that would be a bummer that's why you book a round trip <laughs> from the get go uh, they refunded it behind your back Rude. <laughs> they're terrible Rude. <laughs> their parents are terrible, terrible parents um yeah that's that's what happened so uh in 1993 interscope sub licenses whatever that legal term is the band to uh trauma records because they're like this band's not making us any money this little minor label wants to play with them go nuts um and this is when they start recording new stuff but eric stefani gwen's brother and one of the or one of two of the original the only surviving original member um he quits the band and also tony canal bass player at this point they've been together for six years i think breaks up with gwen stefani and uh what a burn and so their second album which they release completely on their own record in a garage uh is called the beacon street collection this album ends up getting a lot better um acclaim if you will but it's it's some set some songs they recorded during their self-titled session that they didn't get to release and then other stuff that they recorded in their garage in orange county um but there's, I mean, no doubt early, these two albums are so punk and ska. You were, I mean, well, you got introduced to them in the next album. Yeah. But 
their sound i mean that original sound they had was super super punk and ska and uh i mean it really brought to light i think like female vocalists in (laughs) it's the fridge the fridge makes a lot of weird noises okay it's old and small Mm -hmm. it's like my penis um (laughs) i i wasn't really introduced to ska until mighty mighty boss tones rung in clueless and then i was like who's this shitty band (laughs) to be fair that was the same year that the beacon street collection came out in 1995 that doesn't seem fair but okay uh but i'm definitely not a ska fan one of the songs on the beacon street collection had a guest vocalist and that was bradley noel of noel of sublime bradley noel no r.i.p no yeah terrible i love sublime yeah but drugs are a son of a bitch huh yeah yeah sublime like that self-titled album is one of the best albums in the world yeah it's so good very good uh so they they were going on this album actually sold a hundred thousand copies so like three times with their original self-titled can one. you even imagine selling a hundred thousand yeah. copies so can we tell a quick story about your album <laughs> can we do this what are you going nuts justin did a really cool thing he um i wasted everybody's money <laughs> no you didn't babe you did a really good job it was it's a great album we i just listened to it in full a couple of weeks ago with all my girlfriends but Justin, it started like, what was it? A GoFundMe? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. $5,500. Yep. Raised $5,500 to be able to go into an actual studio with a real producer, some dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all it takes, really. <laughs> and he recorded like a full length studio album with musicians, including my father. He recorded a secret <laughs> track on the album. It's very cute. Um, from my dad wrote a song called hungover back in the sixties and it's kind of a bummer, but whatever it's about being hungover. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> and he recorded this album and the company that you went through to print it to actually like print press, whatever they call it. The CD is an actual CD ROM. Is that is what that, they call nope. it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a real <laughs> CD. <laughs> And you wanted to buy a thousand yep. copies. And I was like, I think maybe just 500 max. And you were like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to spend like $700 or something. On, yeah. I definitely went over that 5,500. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I want to spend whatever money on printing a thousand copies of my album. I was like, all right, we have, boxes <laughs> that's not an exaggeration boxes yeah. of albums and and justin has sold a fair amount he's given away a fair amount a thousand copies is like a lot of albums yeah it's very interesting when you can actually physically see, see what failure yeah. looks like <laughs> no it's not failure justin that's not the point of this it's hilarious oh. but I get, I, when I started working at my new company a couple of years ago, I, all my girlfriends that I made, I gave them all copies of Justin's album. And, um, I was just over at one of their houses a couple of weeks ago for a girl's night and they put on Justin's album and we like 
listened to it and played games and it was very fun and if you want a free copy you can write me at <laughs> beers in 90s at gmail.com happy my, to send you one my point is i can't imagine selling thirty thousand copies which interscope deemed a failure and then let alone selling a hundred thousand copies like that is just mind-blowing <laughs> to me and this is like obviously pre like internet so you didn't have the downloads you know this is just like actual physical cd sales which is just mind-blowing to me looking at those when you actually see how many album like how many cds 1000 is to do 30,000 or 100 it just it really boggles the mind so for me that seems very successful like that's crazy yeah yeah 500 one so bottom line no doubt successful <laughs> just lamb not successful no babe that's such a good album oh, stop um so that was released in 95 and because of its its good sales and them reaching 100,000 in sales, they decide to do another studio album. Thank God. Which, I mean, they were on a multi-album contract, but I think Interscope was starting to become more interested again, even though they were on Trauma Records at this point. Mm. And then they, re- they record and release uh, Tragic Kingdom, Classic. which is, I mean by all accounts one of the best albums of the entire decade it is a quintessential album of like my yeah on every chart it's on every if you want to do a top like 50 to 100 albums of the entire decade this will be on every one of those lists um and tragic kingdom is released in 95 and so this ends up turning into a 27 month tour so they start a tour for the album they're like oh we released an album we're gonna do this tour the album gets so large that they t- that tour continues for 27 months. That's over two years. The venues just probably got, you know, like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they, you yeah. know, just had to keep expanding. Yeah. So uh, singles include Just a Girl, Spiderwebs, Don't Speak, it's Sunday Morning. Um, like I said, the small tour started after the release and uh, the release of Just a Girl, the single was super popular but then the popularity of the entire album skyrocketed in the 27 months i just can't get over that i can't like imagine going out and you're like we're gonna do like a six month tour and then all of a sudden like the label's booking dates in europe and asia and all of a sudden you're doing a 20 like a two and a half year worldwide tour that's insane um Tragic Kingdom is a play on Disneyland's title, The Magic Kingdom, because they're right in Anaheim, California, where the band was. That's where Disneyland is. Well, if I can say Gwen Stefani is the original Real Housewives of Orange County, because they all hold oranges. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, New York holds apples. Georgia holds. Atlanta holds peaches. You know, they all hold. Beverly Hills holds diamonds. So, OC Housewives hold oranges. So, Gwen is like on this cover, the original. Yeah. And this is the, I mean, this is the place to come if you have any real Housewives trivia you want to address. Yeah. I I know this audience. (laughs) Can I just say, I will never forget seeing the um, music video for Just a Girl. I don't remember what that music video was. Oh, man, I do tell me about it it's just gwen stefani like basically really close to the camera and her like with her pinup bangs and her ponytail and her 
bright lips and her skinny eyebrows and her like um you know the vest but like the cropped sweater yeah. vest yeah. with the cargo pants and the belt yeah and the abs you know and i had never seen a girl who looked like one Stefani in my entire and i so if it was released in late 95 i assume i saw it in 96 you know the the um music video so i was 11 and it's crazy thinking back on it because i like my memory of it i'm like would an 11 year old like you know see that but i did and i was just shocked by it like i was shocked by her and her platinum blonde hair and fascinated and i had never seen a chick just like rock out like that before and talk about being a girl and you know you can't drive at night and just being like a sarcastic bitch and <laughs> like i loved it for yeah. whatever reason um it really resonated so did, with so me did everybody else yeah and so i like when stefani was just i had never seen someone who looked like her in my life so yeah. that really was a moment i didn't hear just a girl until Oh, Yikes. let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, old man. Uh, no, I didn't hear that until after I heard uh, Don't Speak. I didn't uh, know. I didn't what? know the album. Yeah, Don't Speak was because I was. So this, let me take you back, y'all. God, loser. <laughs> let me take you back to Justin Lamb. Where bullies were plenty and masturbation was just newly discovered <laughs> all right no one cares <laughs> um i mean i was listening to the fucking lion king soundtrack <laughs> and then my friend chad came along and introduced me to 89x the alternative radio station mm -hmm. all of a the sudden, nine and nine i was listening to nine inch nails mm -hmm. and no doubt mm -hmm. and prodigy had just came out mm -hmm. uh, a little while after that mm -hmm. i was like oh my god that's cool but uh i mean that's uh, my introduction to no doubt was on in eighth grade on the bus to washington dc a friend of mine at the time i believe it was aaron capadelli <laughs> had a no doubt cd and i put it in my disc man and I listened to the whole album while we were driving to D.C. And I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> I've never heard something like this before. And I also have Gwen Stefani as to mention what you said earlier, but in like a, a misogynistic sort of way. Mm -hmm. I have Gwen Stefani to thank for like my taste in women at that time when I got to high school. And I was like, oh, all these girls are wearing like jeans and like crop top tees. And I was like, <laughs> that's like Gwen Stefani coined the the punk girl look for the mainstream because mm -hmm. that wasn't like a thing prior to that or like bondage pants with uh mm -hmm. the crop top punk tees mm -hmm. yes That's gwen says saying. you're welcome thank you gwen you're welcome and my my mind is stuck in that time forever now <laughs> great um yeah that cut, bodes well cut for the me. bottom of your shirt off <laughs> i'm all set uh it's cold it's like 16 degrees out yes so as i said though this this album was huge um it's certified diamond in the u.s nearly 9.5 million copies sold albums certified platinum in 11 other countries and uh diamond in canada as well 
It's listed number 22 on the Billboard 200 for the entire decade. Seems like it should be higher. That's nuts. 22? Yeah. But I'm, I just, I will the never. The entire decade? Don't speak with such a big song. I mean, yeah. Just a Girl was big. Sunday Morning was big. Spiderwebs was big. But Don't Speak was like, you you still, if I have on, you know, like satellite radio or whatever, yeah. I still hear it probably like once a week. Yeah, Don't Speak uh, broke records for remaining number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for 16 consecutive weeks. At that time, that had never happened before. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And considering like it, it was technically like born out of the punk ska genre. Was a and whole that, al- <laughs> that music video is really great oh, yeah. too. Just watching from the studio and mm-hmm. they're all broken up. Isn't and, it black and white? Mm, no. It's not? Maybe part of it is. Yeah. But uh, I printed this in black and white because our printer is out of colored ink. <laughs> that's not what made me think of it. But. Uh, yeah. Don't Speak was, and I think that's honestly like what introduced me to this the thing i had a friend uh uh died of a drug overdose now that i think about it oh, let's address that on air um she was huge into no doubt when i thought about doing this episode i thought about her, her name is carly moore and she loved no doubt but she is the first person i knew that had the original self-titled album and she like lived her life by the fucking song just a girl <laughs> like had the little like barrettes and their fucking mm-hmm. bangs. And yeah, when Gwen dyed her hair blue. Yeah. And then would do the two little um, buns, one on each side in the but very like, front. Yeah. But then she still had the short hair in the back. And then she would do the she little diamond. No, she was fucking awesome. She's all weird now and like dating Blake Shelton and goes to church on Sundays and like, that's weird. <laughs> but she, you know, would have the little diamond little sticky circle things that she would put like above her eyebrows and she would wear the like um like furry bikini top with the cargo pant kind of look and she just kicked so much ass oh, yeah she has her own uh her own brand i don't know if it's still around lamb mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. yeah hi how you doing what up <laughs> sister brother venture yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice um but so like i so i'm gonna jump back there this came out in 95 as well i believe yeah so 95 the same year that beacon street collection came out early in the year and then that made them start recording and this came out uh late in the year and obviously blew everybody away but 95 and this is one thing and i don't know i I mean i'd have to look it up but i'm sure when I think like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or any pop group, they put out an album like every year or two, right? Sure. Does that sound right? Yeah. But like Nine Inch Nails, I think there was five years between Pretty Hate Machine and Downward Spiral. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> but, so no doubt. Backstreet Boys a little bit more. Um, well, these bands like these, like alternative bands, I guess you could classify them as. They had so much time between albums and without the 24 hour news cycle and like when MTV was still just showing music videos and not doing just like MTV news was just a blip that came on a few Pre-TRL. times a day. TRL. <laughs> yeah. Right around there. Yeah. Um, the uh, bands took so much time to make an album cause they do an album, they tour depending on how successful it was. Like this was 27 month tour. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when they're going to, 
record a new material, let alone write new material. So no doubt doesn't put out another album until 2000, five years later. And they have some stuff go on in between there. Um, the movie go from 99, which we did an episode on. Mm-hmm. They have the song. I, new was, I think that. I was on that episode. Yeah. Oh, full circle. Oh. Um, and that, I mean, I love that song. That song's great. And Eric, you love every song. song from that. I feel like from that movie. Yeah. It's a great fucking soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. But that song ended up on their follow up to tragic kingdom return of Saturn in 2000 featured go or sorry, featured new it featured uh, ex-girlfriend simple kind of life. That's a great song. Oh, it's not a mom. I thought that was a really nice bridge between, I don't mean bridge and like the musical building a song sounds, but I mean, it was a really nice bridge between Tragic Kingdom and like what they were going to do next. Yeah. We won't talk about that. Right. Because it's past the 90s and right. B because. Gwen mm. Dunn lost her goddamn mind. Hijacking yeah. like Asian culture and I'll shit. Yeah. What, super awkward. I'm not feeling hella good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to keep on dancing. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Hollaback or a lot of that stuff was like catchy as shit. But I just think that song. What is it called? That we just talked simple about simple kind of life i think that was like a really nice bridge between those two worlds yeah so I, I, uh, I, I dig that song she did she did uh tragic kingdom was a, a lot of it was about her breakup with tony canal and then was. i mean not every single song what don't don't motion to me just keep this going. is an audio format <laughs> Uh, uh, there. See, that was more communicative. Obviously, I know from your drowned out dead noise you're making in your eye roll right now that it's time to move on. Um, but so a lot of that album was about her breakup with Tony Canal, and then Return of Saturn was about Gavin Rosdale. Ugh. <laughs> machine head. How's that go? Something about a machine head. Got a machine head. Better than the rest. Green to red. Machine head. Glycerin. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? A lot of people. Bush was huge. That's like, a whole other episode. No. Yeah. They had so much music influence in the 90s. I would only like them if they spelled it B-U-S-C-H. Like, like the beer. The beer. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, note, <laughs> on that note, we'll let Erica roll her eyes in silence and take a break. Come back and wrap it up. We are going to wrap it up. We we drank some. Well, okay, I drank some beer. I drank some wine. And 
Erica's, oddly enough, Erica's was a screw top and mine was not. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we discussed some No Doubt because No Doubt shaped uh, the alternative music scene of the 90s and did wonders for it in the mainstream media and then really just fucking tanked it in 2002. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say something. The drummer. Yeah. Really paved the way for other shirtless drummers oh is that right yeah he never wore a shirt he would sometimes have did his you hair miss 80s hair bands he would yes i did mainly because i was like two but he would have his hair gelled to where it looked like little devil horn things oh, yeah, i remember that and he would stick his tongue out a lot and i was like this dude is weird but he would just you know like bang on the drums whatever the phrase is <laughs> tap 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 on those drums <laughs> and but he never wore a shirt and i was like this dude is specific in his look and i feel like travis barker and a lot of other drummers can say thank you to adrian whatever the fuck your name is because you were a little hardcore punk young. drummer. Could you not pronounce young? I didn't I didn't read it. I just knew his first name was Adrian. But you know, he was like a little punk drummer who I thought rocked out like really hard. But he never wore a shirt. So I just wanna say that. Shout out to him for making me think I like drummers. <laughs> and then she found out she was dead wrong. And then I ended up marrying a lead singer. Sorry guys, no one likes the drummer. Biggest mistake. <laughs> you narcissists it's no lie <laughs> she regrets it daily if you want to give feedback on this episode <laughs> i assume it's all good uh you can write me at beers and 90s b-e-e-r-s-a-n-d 90s at gmail.com follow us at beers and 90s on twitter facebook instagram if i don't post on twitter it's because i never do uh, there's a, a post, at least one post a week on Instagram though. If you really want to get in contact with me through the show, Instagram or Gmail, way to do it. Or you're probably a friend, so just call him. <laughs> I might know you. I recently put together a graph of foreign country downloads of this show and I got to give a big shout out to Canada and Poland. Do, can we really consider Canada a foreign country? Yes. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Donald Trump about Mexico. <laughs> uh, and thanks for listening. This is episode 65. Will there be a 66? I don't know. Will there be a 69? Maybe later. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> have a beautiful day evening. Day evening. Day evening. That's what you can say. Have a beautiful day evening. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Cardi. Cardi B. <laughs> Is Cardi B too topical? No. Cardi B in the house. Coming to your house. Correction. You don't want to smell, but you bring protection. You want to kiss up, but you don't know what's And you're coming to my house and about your bed. Kind of always knew it end up your ex girlfriend. Whoa. Okay, bye. Whoa. <laughs> I'm losing my
my best friend I can't believe this could be 